they had already made leagues with the devil in ceremonial ways. And this man, every time he felt this spirit come on him, he had to kill someone. Then he got to feel normal again. And so one night he was coming with a knife to kill our people. And uh, the others, they said, run, run, he has to kill someone. And Alex, the leader of the group, he stepped out in front. He said, no, no. And he started walking toward the man. And the man was walking to him with the knife up. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in the studio today in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, with a very special guest. Lauren Cunningham is the founder of YWAM, Youth with a Mission, he has traveled all around the world sharing the gospel and leads what is really one of the largest mission-sending agencies in the world. Lauren, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. It's a joy to be back, Todd, and also to meet with your wonderful staff here. Well, we have had a good morning, and uh, if I heard you correctly in chapel, five million short-term workers sent out through YWAM over the years? That's what I was told at the beginning of this year. That is just an amazing blessing. Did you ever think it would get to that point when you started it all those years ago? Did you think about 5 million people going out? Well, what I really saw in a vision time uh, when I was praying out in the islands of the Caribbean, I was just 20 years old, and I saw young people like waves. And it was the millions and millions and millions. No, we're no, not even close to that place. But I don't think it was just YWAM. I, I've said to the Lord, if you're going to do this, I want to be a part of it. And I, we got to be perhaps toward the front of the line, if not the front, in this period of time of history. But uh, yeah, I'm expecting the biggest things are just ahead I believe the greatest move of God the world's ever known is going to be with the millennial generation. And as they are moving out, everything I do, I want to prepare them, see them go forth and uh, have none of the shackles that maybe I had <laughs> and and see them literally accomplish the Great Commission in a level that none of us have ever even thought about. Amen. Lauren, I know that you've just come back from Nigeria and and brought a heart full of stories about what God is doing there and, and really the price that Christians are paying there. Let's talk a little bit about your trip and, and about some of the people that you met there. When you go to a place like Nigeria, what is kind of your main aim or your goal for the trip? And, and how was this trip different than maybe some of the others you've had? Well, first of all, I was in Nigeria the first time to teach, and I taught there in a place called Mahia. That was 1961. And uh, and so I, I love that nation in a particular way, but I, also I know its strength. It's the leading nation in Africa if they can get rid of three three issues that they're, they're dealing with, and one of them is corruption. But Nigeria has the greatest population— 
in all of Africa, but it also has a leadership uh, strength that I believe God is wanting to tap into even more. So it's a very strategic country within the continent of Africa. Very strategic, so much so that Gaddafi, when he was alive, he was pumping in multiplied millions of dollars and starting a, a university according to his religion and and literally uh, bribing the way up to the top of gen- they became generals and then they overthrew the government and became the dictators there and so he was controlling with the money and uh, he's he's also pumped in money along with others Iran and others in order to take over that country the economy has been taken over now by men made billions as billionaires they have taken the money that's been coming from overseas and literally taken over the economy. And then they do it through young people doing the hard work and the killings and so on. So it's it's a country that is being weighed in the balance and found wanting, but I don't find the nations and its leadership understanding how strategic things are going on. And what is God doing in Nigeria, or, or in, and what is YWAM doing to help in, in the work that he's doing? Well, God is, is working in his way to counteract the most atrocious persecution that's going on. I mean, I know the ISIS has been a focus, but uh, the numbers they do is nothing like what has been done against the Christians in, in northern Nigeria. But what God is doing, uh, let me give you one of the, the, the stories that has happened. In 2009, we went in and our workers had been been praying for and started getting a love for what they call the militants. Now, the militants are in the south. Boko Haram is in the north. And so these are those that have seen the injustices of, of the system and and the corruption and want to do something about it. So they picked up arms and they were doing things more unjust and more corrupt than any any of the others that they were angry at. And that's what happens. They got a root of bitterness. But as our workers got the love of God in their prayer for these militants, they went into taking their own lives, a group of 24 of them, led by a young man named Alex. He was 24. And as they went in, everybody told them, you'll die, you'll die, they'll kill you. But they went in there and just said, look, we're from the mission and YWAM, and some of them knew of YWAM. And so if you'll listen to us, we'll serve you and we'll wash the dishes, we'll cook for you, we'll clean up the camp, We'll give you up to two and a half hours. But in the other time, we want you to listen to us. As a result, by the time we got there, uh, first 300 came out and they laid down their arms. Our YWAMers took it to the police. And the governor said, well, if you're going to do that, we'll give you them amnesty. And so by the time we got there, is 900 that came out. And so that has been happening until 20,000 had come out. And the uh, head of all their secret police, and he's a power broker. No one becomes governor or president unless he said so. He flew all the way to Kona during our 50th anniversary time. And he got up and thanked us for YWAM and all it was doing in his nation. 
and he got on the TV back. They told me ahead of this. He said, what we need in Nigeria is three things, YWAM, YWAM, and YWAM. But uh, we, that's not what they need. They need Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Right. But uh, anyway, he gave his heart to the Lord when he was there with us in Kona, Hawaii. And so it has continued. He reported to us in January of this year, it had now reached 32,000 that had come out. And, and now, of course, that's hitting them hard in terms of their workers. Right. But let me just keep with the good things. A lot of the militants, when they come out, and that's the word they use, when they come out, they're guerrilla warriors. They are atrocious when they're in. They have to get drunk or high on drugs to do the things like cutting heads off of the people and so on. And we have a, a man in YWAM who had cut the heads off of 200 people. And he is a broken man before the Lord, weeping and so glad for his freedom because he he was under demonic directions while he was high on drugs or whatever to do things he would never do. And he can't believe that he did it. And he was also one of their great recruiters. He recruited uh, people from 40 uh, universities. And then they began to send them out to other nations, by the way. And so this was a leading nation with leaders that could be leaders for Christ. And so now several of them have come and into our what we call transformation. It's a course before. And then, then if they want to, they can go through a discipleship training school. And then if the Lord leads them into missions, and we give them Bible courses and other things that we, we try to prepare them. But uh, I just met with, oh, 20 or so last a week ago Saturday, they gave me a little deal of appreciation and so on. But the one that handed it to me was one of their top leaders in this whole movement. You know, here he is. You look at him. He's really going for God, and he's full-time as a missionary now. You know, Richard Wormbrand, the founder of VOM, wrote a book called Jesus, Friend of Terrorists, and he makes the case that terrorists are really hard-charging, go-getter kind of people who are really passionate. And so when they come to Christ, they're really hard-charging, go-getter kind of people who are really passionate about Christ. That is so right, and Wormbrand really saw ahead. We're talking today on Voices of Martyrs Radio with Lauren Cunningham, the founder of YWAM. Lauren, as you talked about the people reaching out in Nigeria, I was struck by their heart to serve. You know, they they didn't go in and say, you know, we're going to— put a pulpit up and we're all going to preach. They said, no, for two and a half hours a day, we'll serve you. We'll we'll meet your needs. We'll cook your food. We'll clean up after you. That takes a, a servant's heart. Well, that's what Jesus said in Mark 10, you know, to the sons of Zebedee. They wanted to be one in the right run. They wanted a position <laughs> of power and, and authority. And he said, no, no, I didn't even come to be uh, served. I came to serve and give my life a ransom for many. And when you go in and serve people, they become open. And in fact, that was part of the deal they said to them. They said, we, we want to serve you, but, but will you listen to us? And of course, listen to us was telling them of what Jesus could do. The real story is the power of Jesus that brought them out of vile things. They had already made leagues with the devil in ceremonial ways. These are things, you know, Americans and most people never would hear about. But with the witch doctor 
And he would always lead them to Satan and to submit to Satan. And this man, every time he felt this this spirit come on him, he had to kill someone. Then he got to feel normal again. And so one night he was coming with a knife to kill our people. And uh, the others by this time really, they really appreciated the YWAMers. And they said, run, run, he has to kill someone. And Alex, the leader of the group, he stepped out in front. He said, no, no. And he started walking toward the man. And the man was walking to him with the knife up. Finally, the man said, I have to kill you. Run. (laughs) He didn't want to. And he he pointed at him and he said, not tonight. Jesus is going to set you free. Now, he had already heard the message and all. They had been praying every day, uh, our YWAMers had. And he fell to his knees, dropped the knife, began to weep, and and uh, he gave his heart to the Lord that night. Wow. So you, you get those stories of, you know, it's real drama because your life is on the line. But on the other hand, Jesus won. <laughs> and uh, he's winning in so many thousands and thousands of lives. I would think that the militants would not be very happy with YWAM if— 32,000 people now have left their group. Are they fighting back? Or are they? Well, some of the leaders are joining us. They're some of those that are coming forth. In fact, some of the most violent leaders have come forth. I'd say three of the most violent have come forth. And uh, and they are so so glad to be freed. And they are so thankful to Jesus. You remember what he said, the ones who are forgiven much, they, they love much. And and this is the way they are. I was just meeting with them, as I mentioned, a few days ago. And and here they are. And they are so happy in Jesus. And they're also willing to die. They, they love not their life unto death. They have the blood of the Lamb that cleansed them, set them free. They have the word of their testimony like I don't have. They have a big testimony. And they love not their life unto death. That's Revelation twelve eleven. And so as they, they come out like that, they are truly the opposite of where they were. And, and so, we, yes, we have a lot of murderers that are now in Wywood. <laughs> That's terrible to think about. <laughs> you got to be careful yeah. how you say that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're no longer murderers. They're all forgiven, both by government, but most of all by Jesus. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Lauren Cunningham. He is the founder of Youth with a Mission, YWAM. Lauren, YWAM is one of our VOM strategic partners. We have a, a partnership around the world working together Talk a little bit about that and, and how it works and, and what it means that that we are in this journey together. I think of what uh, was given to us in Psalms 133.3, uh, that when we dwell, dwell together in unity, God commands blessing. And it's the, the blessing that we feel with VOM that we really are enjoying the partnership because you do things we cannot do, and hopefully we'll do some things that you can't do either. And we've got the boots on the ground, at many, many tens of thousands that are out there every day, full-time. And uh, they, they need Voice of the Martyrs. They need your prayers. They need your support. But we need your love. We need your 
relationship. We need the unity that God can command blessing on. And so you're a strategic partner with us, and we're so grateful. And I'm so glad that people listening to us are partnering with you. And I shared with your staff today how when I first went to India, I was out by the seaside looking at fishermen early one morning. And I never had seen anything like this. Of course, this is 1960. And and I, I watched these guys with a long, long net, huge net. And there were several of them, and they marched right out into the ocean as far as they could go, and even their necks, you know, they had to lift their noses to stay above the water. And, and as they laid out the net, they had four ropes, and all the way up there were people on those ropes pulling. Some of them never even got their feet wet, and they were way up on the, on the sand and, and further up. But it was a large net, and they were pulling in the fish, and the fishermen had decided where the fish were in great numbers. And they pulled in a huge amount of fish because they worked together. And that reminds me of Luke 5, where they fished all night, caught nothing, but at the bidding of Christ, dropped their nets down, caught so many, they had to go, hey, voice of the martyrs, come over and help us. Bring your boat. Because there was so much that was brought in in obedience to God. And so I, I think that that's what, what God loves to do, is to have all of this, this unity. And I want to say this beyond just our relationship. I'm 82 years old now. I have never seen such thick unity in the, among the mission groups around the world as I see today. It is absolutely remarkable, miracle, but it's all the miracle of love. And it's all the miracle of submitting under the Lordship of Jesus because we're all his family anyway. He's our elder brother and father. We all have the same father. Let's talk to young people who are listening because I know there are people who listen to this who are thinking about missions or service or full-time ministry advise them. What what would you share with them about, as they're thinking through that, okay, Lord, what are you calling me to? Are you calling me to full-time, or is it calling me to something else? Just just kind of speak to where they're at. Well, I, I look back. I was 13 on Monday night when God called me to go into all the world. I thought I was to go to every nation. I didn't know how many there were, probably 30 or so. But I, I've done that by the time 1999. <laughs> And uh, and so uh, I think the first thing you need to do is say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, here am I, send me, and I'm available. Now, don't try to figure out your whole life, but look at Psalms 119, 105. He, his word is a lamp to your feet. Now, that's your next step. And you're young. And he may give you a light to the pathway. He did to me eventually at age 20, showing me the multitudes. And so as I saw that, then I said yes. I had to keep saying yes. But he's also the light to the pathway. He was showing me the big picture. He won't show you that until you're ready. And and that's when he shows you the bigger picture. But the, the first picture is important because you'll take some steps and they may be baby steps, 
but make yourself available. And I'll say this to you, that whatever you do, if you're called into missions, it usually means another culture, another language, another nation even. And it may not. You can be called across the street or around the block, or you can be called across the sea or around the world. So whatever he's doing, let him lead you a step at a time. And as you do so, prepare yourself for the bigger picture. And when you're ready for it, when God gives it to you, he, he'll give you a glimpse of it. But you can't see the details until you get up close, and that's when you get the next step. So uh, that's been the walk that, that I have known, but I have watched now multitudes of young people walk that way. So they'll often sign up, and they think, well, I'm going for the rest of my life. And when they get out there, they learn things that they need for the rest of their life that they wouldn't have learned back home. One of them is becoming more international. Secondly, becoming cross-cultural. Now, these are not the spiritual things. That's, that's the bigger thing. And they'll start to learn, oh, you got to serve. You can't just say, you know, I, I've come now. Take care of me. <laughs> it, you've got to serve. And you, like Jesus serves us. He laid down his life for us. You have to do that. And, and we send them out in teams. And what you're doing is you're, you're not only being discipled with the leaders, but you're being discipled with each other. Go with a team and go under leadership. And, and as you do so, you will discover your own gift and calling through serving, not through searching. Amen. We've been talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Lauren Cunningham. He is the founder of Youth with a Mission, YWAM. Lauren, one more question as we close. We always like to equip people to pray, and I know you've just been in Nigeria, so I want to ask you specifically how our listeners can pray for the country of Nigeria right now. You've mentioned what a strategic place it is on the continent of Africa. How can we pray this week for Nigeria? Pray for the north where... 2,500 churches have been destroyed in the last few, several months, but most, many in the last months. And uh, that's just in three denominations where we can count them, but there's been others destroyed as well. And where tens of thousands, it's gone into the hundred, more than six figures now, of people that have been killed, slaughtered for their faith. And then they want to take the widows and marry them into their religion, and take the children and train them into their religion. And so it's a, a religion of death, of killings. We, with partnership with Voice of the Martyrs, are taking care of 6,000 widows, if you can imagine 6,000, and 700 orphans. That means both mother and father were killed for the sake of the gospel. And pray for those that have remained. They are the victims of persecution. They are the targets still if they don't come over and do what the others want. And so pray for their, their divine protection. And if the Lord does allow them to go home, that in the going home, that many of those who kill them, like Paul, the apostle, many of them will come to Christ. Amen. Lauren, thank you for your ministry. Thank you for your heart and your partnership with VOM. 
And thanks for sharing with us this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Well, thank you, Todd, for the opportunity. We've been talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Lauren Cunningham. He's the founder of Youth with a Mission. As always, you can hear this interview again at vomradio.net. You can also hear a longer previous interview that we did with Lauren in the archives. We'll also give you a link to learn more about End Bible Poverty Now, the latest book from Lauren Cunningham. That web address again, vomradio.net. Next week, we are in for a treat. We're going to start to review the top Voice of the Martyrs Radio moments of 2017. We'll hear a collection of the most moving conversations about how God is at work around the world. And I'm also going to share an amazing and I do mean amazing story about a donkey and a Bible delivery in the Middle East. You won't want to miss that, so I hope you'll join us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.